as I listen to Psalm number one. I ask myself the question, how can we be um, like a tree planted by the streams of a river? Grow, provide fruit in time always, and be successful in everything that we do. How is that possible? How can we nurture that kind of attitude and reality in our own lives? And do it with a sense of gratitude and praise and thanksgiving. Well, David is the one who wrote that statement. And he's the one who provides the guidelines. And he has a thought that is recurrent all through the book. And I will mention only four verses to make that point. The first one is this. In the morning, and that's very clear, in the morning, in the morning, in the morning, in the morning. Oh Lord, you have heard my voice. Now this is interesting. He doesn't say, I have heard your voice. Is you have heard my voice. We take the initiative early in the morning. You have heard my voice. In the same verse, it says, I laid my request before you and I love what comes next. And I wait, I'm waiting in expectation. You present your request to the Lord, but you wait in expectation. You know him. You love him so much. He loves you even more so. So when you are asking something, you do it knowing that because God is love and because he cares for you, he will answer that request. Wait in expectation. It's just a magnificent text found in Psalms 5.3. Then he says, in the morning, in the morning, I will sing of your love. Some of you are not singers, but God accepts all singers in tune or out of tune. I will sing of your love, for you are my what? My fortress and my refuge in times of trouble. And that is found in 59.16. Beautiful promises. In the morning, early in the morning. The third one. In the morning. And this is a very simple one. My prayer comes before you. In the morning. Very early in the morning. My prayer comes before you. And that's in 88.13. And I love number four. It's the one that I treasure the most. It goes like this. In the morning, satisfied us in the morning. <laughs> satisfied us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad how long? All day. Don't you think that that will set the tone for the rest of the day? If we start the day praising God? Yes. I tend to wake up very early in the morning, earlier than my wife. <laughs> she sleeps in the morning. I sleep early in the, in the night. 
And how beautiful it is. I have learned not to get out of bed immediately because that could ruin the day. But <laughs> I, that's my moment of praising God and praying to him and committing myself to the Lord. In the book Steps to Christ, chapter 7. Every morning, consecrate yourself to God. Every morning, consecrate yourself to God. Give him your plans to be carried out or living up as his providence shall indicate. And thus, day by day, we are going to look more and more like him. In the morning, that is the secret of that praise. It's not a once a year event, Thanksgiving. It's a daily event that takes place early in the morning. And David himself, he sets the tone of that morning meditation with God. And the overall emphasis, in fact, in 64% of the 150 chapters in Psalms, the emphasis is praise, 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 gratitude, thanksgiving. Let me review with you five, just five thoughts. First one. Praise awakens our soul to God's presence. Psalms 22, 3 has a thought that is absolutely incredible. It says that God is enthroned in praise. Every single time, every single time that we sing praises to God, or that we in words say, thank you, Lord, for what, who you are and for what you have done for me. At that moment, you are expressing something that manifests a little bit of the nature of God himself. God is enthroned. He inhabits in praise. That is a beautiful thought. And when we do that, he continues in the text, then the Holy Spirit takes us out of the slumber, out of the sleepiness of a spiritual life, and gives us a sense of direction and vitality and energy that nothing else would do it. In the morning, we elevate, we present our praises to God, and God is present, He is enthroned in those praises. God is Love, God is holy, God is praise, to be praised, to be praised. And he lives, he lives, he lives in praise. Number two, praise releases from bondage. Last Sabbath, somebody asked me to visit men who have just been released from prison. Twenty plus years in prison. In fact, he has been in seven federal prisons in America. He didn't tell me what was the reason why he was in prison more than 20 years. So I commit myself to the Lord before visiting this gentleman. And after searching and searching, I found him. And I found... And you are going to have a hard time believing this. A very nice Christian man. I couldn't believe it. He was quoting from the scriptures. He was telling me this testimony about this situation and the other one and the other one and the other one. 
And finally, I said, I'm a little bit confused. When did you become a Christian? Oh, he said, I was a Christian before being in prison. I said, um, how is that possible? And then he said, by tradition. I didn't live up to the knowledge that I had. In fact, he said I was born in a Christian home. And then he mentioned the denomination. It's a denomination that I have a great deal of affection for. I'm not going to mention the, but I have a tremendous affection for that denomination. They represent something that is very dear to me, um, particularly when it comes to something that happened to my mother when she was very young. And so I gave my testimony about his denomination. He said, whatever you believe is true. What is true is that also is that I didn't live up to the knowledge. And I made a horrible mistake in my life. And that's why I spent over 20 years in prison. And then I said, what made the difference? He said it was the visit. And then he described the individual that he came to one of these prisons on a regular basis every Sunday morning. And his emphasis was praise, praise, praise. When you focus your attention not in the mistake that you made, but in the grace of God, in his provisions and in his character, you will be molded after him. Praise. But don't ask. Just praise God for who he is. Praise God for what he has done. Praise God for being in prison. Because otherwise you would probably would have not changed. This is giving you time to change and to become like him. And then I said, as Elio said, Amen. Amen. He cannot, he wanted to come to church, but for whatever reasons, he cannot come to our church or any church for a while. But I have already talked to the parole officer, and something may be found, something may be done to help him to be at least in the worship service. Praise has the ability to help us get away from things that have kept us as slaves. This week I went to Paradise Village. Uh, We have the chaplain right here. And I met somebody that I haven't seen in about 30 years. What a surprise. What a surprise. And I know that Elise is going to ask me who was that person. I don't remember the name. (laughs) I saw her. I thought it was the person that, and she recognized me. I have a little bit less hair since 30 years ago. But she recognized me. And she said, Pastor Julio. And I couldn't say the name. Ah, it was so embarrassing. And then we had a heart-to-heart conversation. We sat down in that beautiful place. And she said something like this. I asked for her husband. She said, no, we divorced. I asked for her children. I don't know where they are. I asked for her church. She said, I haven't attended church in many years. I didn't know what else to ask because everything was negative. And then she said something like this. My tongue, my tongue has betrayed me. I used to gossip. I used to criticize everybody. I criticized my husband so much. He didn't want to stay with me any longer. I criticized my children so much. 
They wanted to be away from me, away from mother. She has a very slippery tongue. These are her words. And then she said, I went to see a psychiatrist. It didn't help. I went to see a psychologist. It didn't help. And a humble individual, another lady said, the only way that you are going to change that bondage, that horrible tradition of talking about other people in a negative way is by learning to praise God. Praise God every morning. Every morning. Praise God for who He is. And then something came to my mind. This article that I read two or three years ago. Praising God for who He is. I like to work with words, as you probably know. And this has many different names of God. It follows the alphabet. Praise God, for you are almighty, strong, and powerful. And then she said to this lady, use the concept of God as almighty. He is able to change you. If he was able to create the whole universe, don't you think that he can put control in your tongue? Almighty, you are beloved son. Your love is as high as heavens. God, loves, God doesn't love me. I have talked so, so much evil against him. And the lady, that humble lady said, he is crazy about you. He loves you in spite of yourself and so on and so forth. And she said, little by little, I analyze all these names. And I started praising God based on different names of God. I made 20 photocopies. And if you are interested in doing that, at the end of the service, I will be happy to give you a copy of that. Praise God for who He is. And you will find that He will free you from things that you have been working hard to get rid of. And you have not been able to do it. And He will take care of you. Praise. Gratitude. Thanksgiving, not just this coming Thursday, every morning. Make it your first priority, your first work. Next, praise strengthens our faith. Psalms 90, the whole Psalms 90 and 91. It makes you powerful, not on your own strength, but on the strength of God. And I'd like to encourage you to claim promises from the Bible. Somebody has said that in the Bible there are 31,000 promises. And when that statement was made, somebody else said, how is that possible? That's the number of words that you find in the Bible. And he answered, yes, every word is a promise. Every word is a promise. Well, I don't go that far. I think that there are really about 5,000 promises. 5,000 promises. How beautiful it is, my brothers and sisters, when you take one of those promises that applies to you, not to your wife, not to your children, not to your neighbor that makes your life difficult, not to anybody else, to you, to you. I said, Lord, I need to grow in this area. And early in the morning, you claim that promise, that provision from God, in the name of Jesus, I guarantee you that there is enough power in the name of Jesus for that promise to be fulfilled in your life. But do it in a way that you are praising God. 
Don't come to God with those long list of requests. He knows what you need. Ask God for, just give him, give him praises. Try, try from today, well, it's already morning, from tomorrow morning to the end of the year. Every morning, praise God for something specific about him. And on January the 1st, let me know what God has done for you. I have no doubt that something precious is going to happen in your life, in your character, in your temperament. Next. Praise promotes contentment. I love to do a little bit of counseling. And uh, for some reason... um, I have done more than I thought it would, I would do in my life, particularly marriage counseling. Um, to be honest with you, most from with people who are not members of our church, and how they recommend each other, they seem to know each other, who needs help, and they, they come. And they, the number one complaint that comes from men, number one complaint from ladies, we don't communicate. We don't communicate. And from ladies, ah, my wife is after me all the time. I don't do this, I don't do that, I don't do that, I don't do that. When I was a school principal, there was one activity that I didn't like to do, and that was to evaluate other schools. And I remember the first school that I was asked to evaluate And it was difficult to find something good. It was such a disaster. It was such a disaster. And I came to the person who was coordinating the process. And he said, the rule is this. You cannot say nothing negative unless first you you say three things that are positive. Well, I like that rule. Wives, husbands... Before you point to something that is negative in your spouse's case, mention three things that are good. Praise God for my husband. I'll tell you something. If you do it from the heart, once you finish with the third one, you're not going to want to mention the negative one. Because he is so good. (laughs) And you, husbands, when you praise your wife, at the end of the third one, You're not going to want to offend her because she is really good. Really good. You have not chosen anybody else except your wife. Your wife. There is something magic in praise. There is something magic that nullifies, that destroys, that prevents complaining. I remember about three years ago, we had a seminar right here. And I quote... Philippians 2.14. And it was a massive, oh. (laughs) Do everything without complaining, or what? Open your Bibles. You remember, very good. (laughs) Philippians, Philippians. Toward the end of the Bible. 2.14. I love that text. 2.14. Philippians 2.14. Do everything without complaining or what? Arguing. Well, you don't like to argue, so this doesn't apply to you. Do everything without complaining or arguing. 
And in chapter 4, in chapter 4, the Apostle Paul says, I have learned to be content in much and in need. I have learned to be content in every circumstance in life. I have learned to praise God for everything that I'm going through. I have learned to be grateful for everything that happened in my life. And that moment, he was in prison when he wrote those words. Praise has the ability to nullify complaining and arguing. Well, something happened here. Oh, here it is. Praise enlarges our heart for God's purpose. This is a beautiful text. Eight, eight different verses. In verse number one, it goes like this. Not me, not me, but you, O oh Lord. All the glory, all the honor, everything is because of you. And in verse number eight, it says, And we become exactly as those things that we praise or those things that we worship. If praising is part of your daily experience in the morning, you will become more like God. If criticizing is part of the morning and the rest of the day experience, then we are going to become bitter. And we are going to ruin not only our lives, but the lives of those who are around us. Somebody visited Alicia and I a few days ago. And he wanted to, he's a godly man. He's a godly man. And he wanted to do something special before going back to far away in the Far East. And then he said, but please don't tell my mother. And Alicia and I knew exactly why. <laughs> he is more, he's 40 plus, okay? But mother is still controls everything right there in the life when it's allowed the opportunity. Praise. Make praise the object of your life. And you and I are going to become more and more like him. Not only in settings like this, but in the most unusual places. 